During hard times, it can get really difficult if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to. Being alone with your thoughts can be an isolating feeling that can allow negativity to really consume you. For so much of my life, I felt like my mental health was a burden. But when I started going to therapy, everything changed. And that's why the Sunrise Room is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapists network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Join the 3 million-plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Go to betterhelp.com slash sunrise room for 10% off your first month of therapy. That's betterhelp.com slash sunrise room for 10% off your first month of therapy. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and listening in to this week's episode. I am very, very happy to be here. It's It's been a crazy week. It's been a really great week. And I've just, you know what? I've just been feeling good. We're feeling good. I've got some last minute things that are done that I've been needing to be completed so I can further along my process of moving back to school. I've seen so many people this week. It's been It's been really nice. The pivotal part of my week, however, was yesterday, which was Friday, and I was out and about running errands in downtown, and I was in a clothing store, and this man approached me, and he asked me if this, if he could pull off this backpack that he had. He was very flirty, obviously, but we just had this really nice conversation, and it just, it reminded me of how nice people can be, and he'd like, you know, he'd ask for my number, and I just politely said, no, you know, you're older than me, way older than me, whatever, and, but he'd complimented me on how captivating my smile was, how he saw me smile across the room, and he was just very nice and it was just it was a really peculiar interaction that's how i've been feeling recently is just very very peculiar it was uh, out of the blue um i did not expect it i had my headphones in so i didn't even hear him the first time he told me something but it was just those little things are really nice when someone compliments something like that about you and he just said i'm so expressive i just have such a big smile it was i talked to him for like 50 minutes i didn't even realize but it was just nice to connect with someone I didn't know and he was going to Burning Man or whatever and we just talked about that and then I went and saw my lovely former coworker and pretty much best friend. I I love her to death. She is my honorary sister and I just had a really great conversation with her and her husband as I always do. They're like second parents to me and just that on top of that and I just got some really great information that I've been needing and just work some stuff out with her. I just I love her. It's nice to connect. You know, I haven't seen her in a while and she's pregnant and she's glowing and she's just so warm. She's like a hug. She really is. And that's my Sag women. I love Sag women. So it was nice to see her and be in my former workplace and just kind of say goodbye again to my my home city. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today's episode is about communicating with my former self. What would I say to the younger version of me? That is today's episode. Uh, This was highly requested by one of my closest friends, my beautiful friend, Grace. And I've been mulling this over because I had no idea what I would ever tell myself. And she'd mentioned this topic to me months ago. And I never 
had the courage to really dig deep and kind of figure out what those versions of me needed to hear until I really sat down and thought about it. And it's a truly moving thing to be able to think of something now that would have been so much more helpful. And it's kind of healing that part of yourself that was hurt as a kid or as a teenager that you didn't understand how to fix that and you haven't been able to kind of move on until you realize that, oh, I know this now. And so that heals that part of you. And she said that this would be something that I should talk about and something that I think I agree with her. You know, I think it's amazing. And jotting down my notes for today's episode, especially, I was just like, this is something I think about all the time. I just never put it into that category. So the first thing that I would tell my younger self, the younger version of me, is that being perfect is stupid. I was a desperate perfectionist for no reason. I held myself to the highest of standards and I hurt myself constantly trying to be perfect. And my definition of perfect was no error, no mistake. So no one could ever tell me that I wasn't good enough. So I essentially put myself in that box so no one else could. I wanted to be perfect because I was afraid of criticism because it made me really, really, really insecure. I took everything to heart. I still kind of to this day, I'm a little bit better at it. I work on it constantly, but I can never really separate when someone's saying something and they just mean it about like a skill or it's a dig on me as a person, but I've also learned that their opinions don't matter, which is also something I wish I could tell my younger self is that other people are just noise and the people that you love will always be positive noise. So just choose what you listen to. It's called selective hearing. I joke that my dad has selective hearing because he just tunes me out when I, when I talk to him, but being perfect is, it's really detrimental to your growth as a person. It's you look at all the people that are doing such great things in the world and they aren't perfect. They're far from it, but they've taken into consideration their humanity and used that for furthering along their success and doing well as people. I was talking to my coworker yesterday and we were talking about loving yourself and how sometimes it gets really difficult to love yourself because it feels like what once worked doesn't anymore. And I said, you know, I think it's because we evolve. And so our self-love practices need to evolve. Like I'm in a different point in my life than I was a few weeks ago, honestly. And my self-care practices need to reflect that. I'm a different person. I need to love myself differently every day. And maybe it'll become, it will become a routine once you figure it out. But the thing is, is loving yourself because you make mistakes is more important than loving yourself in spite of making mistakes. That's the biggest lesson I've learned that I wish I could tell myself is that you're not meant to be perfect. You're meant to make errors. That's the only way you learn. It's natural. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to hide from. Love yourself not in spite of mistakes, but love yourself because you make them. And it'll lessen the pressure of needing to be perfect. I just wish I could grab her at any point in her life and tell her to just relax. You know, you don't have to be this great thing at all times. You're a human being. You're not supposed to be made without error. You are essentially this universe, right? You believe in religion, spirituality, whatever it is. You are this thing that is imperfect. And in that in and of itself is beautiful. And I just, I think I was just so miserable putting myself in that expectation and wanting to be perfect. And my definition of perfect was 
really boring. I wasn't a fun person. I was really sad and I was scared and I was angry at no one but myself. And then of course they take it out on other people because seven-year-olds don't understand where that inner hatred comes from until it's external and reflected back at them 10 years later. But I wish I could tell her that being you is so much better because you aren't perfect. And who the hell told you you had to be? Maybe it was people around you. Well, screw them. They aren't perfect. And look at them. They're alive. They're fine. Maybe. Who knows? But perfection is an unrealistic expectation that should never be met. You should never be perfect. I always think about that too when people are like, oh, that person's perfect. They are the perfect partner. And I'm just like, what constitutes perfection for you? Because it's really different for me. And so I don't I try not to use that word unless I think it's enjoyable because my definition of perfect now is imperfect. I've redefined that for me because perfection isn't without error. It's love because of error, if that makes sense. So let's say you're dating someone and you're like, this person is perfect for me. That doesn't mean that they you know, do everything for me. They check off all my boxes. They do all of this. It's It's because they're perfect because they love my mistakes and because I love their mistakes. It's not it's not about completion for me. Like when I think about the perfect partner, like that you know that ideal, it's not someone who has it all together. It's not someone who is rich and attractive and intelligent. I mean, yeah, those things are great, but it's so much more than that. It's like you become one. You know, you just work so well together. You make each other want to be the best versions of yourself. There's electricity, there's magnetism, there's connection and chemistry and ease when you really are with that person. It's like your best friend, that feeling, that is the perfect person for you. And I did not realize that and I wish I could tell her that too. Another thing I could tell her, I wish I could, about dating is that you're approaching it at the completely wrong angle. I was talking again to my coworkers yesterday and we were talking about this and I said my biggest mistake in dating is putting a relationship in a different box than friendship. And we were all just like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like when I approach relationships, I don't even think about being their friend, right? Because you automatically just think, okay, so this is a person I'm romantically interested in. I want to be attracted to them. I want to be sexually attracted to them. I want to have chemistry and intense energy and we go on dates and then I go see my friends. It's a separate mindset essentially. and they were telling me that their relationship was friendship first. That that really great, just wanting to be around each other, wanting to have each other in their lives at any in any way that they could created the best foundation for their relationship. And that's why they're perfect for each other is because they honored themselves individually and together and grew that friendship and then it just blossomed into what was always there but they took the time to get to know each other first i wish i could tell her like you don't have to automatically want to date someone like it's so much better to be friends it's so much more fun to get to know someone and joke and be weird and just let it be natural rather than wanting that perfect relationship wanting a boyfriend wanting a girlfriend wanting a partner it's it's really, it's the same approach as wanting a friend. You know, you should never, because those, I've noticed too that those things kind of die out. For me specifically, um, 
if I go into a relationship or I meet someone and I automatically put them in the relationship box and just only view them in that light, we completely miss out on that friendship part. So it never, it doesn't ever, I've never felt like I've dated a friend before, ever. I don't know what that feeling is like, but I can imagine it being amazing because I think about my closest friendships and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want a relationship like this where my best friend and I can do anything and nothing. Be around each other is all we need. Like that's that ease, that comfortability, that familiarity, that naturalness, like that is what you want. You don't want structured, pompous, you know, that dating ideal. You want someone that's your friend first. I wish I had told her that because I think it would have made dating a lot less difficult and a lot less forced. Um, I think it's really, it's a real reflection of that person too if they're really upset that they don't want to be your friend. They just want to date you. It's like, okay, so you only want me in one way. You know, I wasn't, you don't like me as a person enough to want to be my friend. Like that speaks volumes to someone's character. If you just want to get to know someone because you think they're infectious and wonderful and great, like that's how you know you care about someone. And I wish I could tell myself that, that that's how you should. You shouldn't approach dating any different because you want the same relationship essentially. And if it's there, it'll blossom into that. You don't ever have to force what's right. You don't ever have to force what's meant to be. It will just be. But you're, I know that when I'm drawn to someone as a friend and then I, you know, whatever, but I'm drawn to them for a reason. So it's like they're in my life and then it may go that way. It may not. It just depends. But it it goes the way it should normally. Being liked by everyone is irrelevant. I used to be really, really worried if people didn't like me. Just if they didn't like me, then that meant I wasn't a good person and I was doing something wrong and I needed to fix it because if no one liked me or if one person didn't like me, then I was wrong. And I just really, I lived for other people and I really wish I could tell myself that those people who don't like you don't really matter. It's just going to happen. It's just going to, people are just not going to like you. They're not going to vibe with you. They're going to never meet you, never talk to you and judge the shit out of you. And those aren't your people. I cannot tell you how many of the people, every single person I am friends with can attest to this. Everyone thinks I'm a bitch when they first meet me. It's absurd. It's unbelievable. My best, my true best friend was just like, I was terrified of you in high school because I thought you were the biggest bitch on the planet. And then I met you and I was like, damn, this bitch is super insecure. I was like, yes, like I just don't, you know what I mean? Like people were so quick to judge that I thought something was wrong with me. And so I was super insecure while still putting up a front that I was hot shit. And I was not at all. My best friend from high school and now can attest to this. And a ton of my friends in college also say they were just like, I thought you were going to be a bitch. And you're kind of the opposite. You're really weird and you're really sweet. And I just think like people are wrong. People are always going to be wrong about you. That's my next thing is I wish I could tell her, you, that not everyone's going to get you. This is so important. There are people on this earth that will look at you and see you and see you as special. They will just know. They'll just know and they will love you and they will be your friend and they will make it worthwhile. They will show you that you matter by showing up. And there are people that you want so desperately to see you, to get you, to want you that will not. And I've had to learn this past year, especially that if a guy doesn't want you, he'll make it really obvious 
And it's not a game to try to convince him otherwise. I was just like crawling on the floor trying to get this guy last year to see me and he just didn't. And it just kind of frustrated me, but it also kind of excited me. I was like, oh, I got to like prove my worth. That's that's exciting. And then I was like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting. My worth is this. And if you don't see that, that is your damn loss. That's your problem. And I was also around people that just loved me and saw me. And I just decided that that was what I wanted. I don't want to have to ever explain to someone why I'm wonderful, why I'm kind, why I'm a good person, why I'm not a bitch, why that first impression is always wrong. Like I don't, the people that are meant for you, you will not have to explain yourself to. They will get you, they will hear you, they will see you, and that's that. Don't waste your time convincing people that you're worth it. The people that are in my life, I never had to beg to be there. And if I did, then that relationship inevitably expires. And I've had to realize that, that the people, the people that are meant for you will not pass you by. The people that think you're special will tell you and will show that to you. And you also know the, how you treat people that you think are special. We all have that one person that we were just in love with. And we look back and we're just like, that is the most embarrassing shit I've ever done. I humiliated myself. I put myself out there. I exploited myself in the hopes that they would just see me. And they didn't. And then you meet someone who sees you without you having to expel yourself across the surface and hope that they just see you a little bit. This person just sees you automatically and loves that. And I don't think I'd ever experienced that. So until I did, I couldn't change my mind about it. But it was through friendships I learned that. It wasn't a partner. I don't think I've ever had a partner that just got me. That got me entirely that gets me i don't even know how to explain it but like, my friends get me i didn't have to explain myself to my roommate who's one of my best friends or my best friend at home i didn't have to explain or try or put myself out there ex exponentially and just hope that they saw me they just did and those are the best people that you can have in your life truly every relationship is different um i think my first heartbreak i kind of expected every relationship to be like that and i just kept trying to recreate that excitement and i think i forced a lot of relationships um and every person is just different so everyone's love language is normally different and so being aware of that is important knowing that different people need different things and also knowing that some people are just not a good fit i think i've been in situations where it's just like constant struggle constant aggravation it's just a nightmare. And yeah, you might love this person, but it just might not be your person. And it probably isn't if you're in constant turmoil. I've had that experience where it's just like, I just don't even connect with you at all. Like it's just, we do not get each other. Yeah, we're attracted to each other, but that's not enough. It is not enough and it will show up. And for a really long time, I thought I could fix that. I thought I could fix not connecting with someone until I connect with my friends. And then I realize like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be feeling with a partner. So honestly, I wish I could tell myself, enrich your relationships with your friends first. I think friends are more important growing up. Yes, dating is pivotal, but you can learn those exact same relationship tips and skills and lessons through friends and that will make you a better partner. I wish I'd honestly put in my energy into friends. I think me being a bad friend made me a bad girlfriend and then when I was a good girlfriend I was a bad friend. So now I'm 
a great friend, I would like to say. I love my friends. I value them more than anything. And I hope that that makes me a better girlfriend. I hope that those skills transfer because they will. It's the same relationship inevitably. And I just wish I'd, I wish I'd told myself like, you don't need a boyfriend right now, dude. You're 15. Go out with your friends, play your sport, do homework. Like You don't need a boyfriend right now. It's not the end all be all. Oh, this is a good one. Um, sometimes closure comes from within. There have been a lot of times where I've had to give myself closure without ever seeing someone again or getting an answer. And I think it just goes back to this idea that you are the most important person in your life and that you have all the answers essentially within you, whether or not it takes you immediacy or time to understand this. But sometimes you're just not going to get that answer. Sometimes you're always going to be wondering. And there have also been times where I can't stand that and I break the barrier and I go and get that closure. And sometimes it hurts like a bitch. It really does. Sometimes it's not at all what I thought was coming. And then sometimes I've just had to move on and forgive myself if I messed up, forgive that person if they're never going to apologize to me because that grief and that weight is exhausting and very heavy. And it's not fair to you to just be carrying that around, especially if they're not as well. You know, they've dumped that burden on you and it's just kind of like, for me, I have to let this go. I have to forgive them, forgive myself, do my work in therapy, take my time. But I think it comes down to realizing that you deserve better, that you don't deserve to feel this way, that it's okay that you messed up, but you shouldn't be guilt. You shouldn't feel guilty anymore. You should look at what you did, forgive yourself and not do it again and learn from it and be a better person going forward. That's all you can ever do. I wish I could tell myself to stop living in the past too, because there's this saying that anxiety is the future and depression is the past, you know, those kind of emotions. And my depression came from me dwelling on the past, really. And I could just never forgive myself. I could never let go. I could never move on. And I just didn't love myself enough to know that I don't have to feel that way, that it's actually not making me a good person because I feel bad and I am mulling over that grief I can just see it feel it heal it and then let it go and then be a better person moving forward I wish I could just hug her you know what I mean it's just so sad I just I don't know if anyone else feels this way but when I think about me as a little kid I just wish that I could tell her that it was going to be okay you're gonna get in fights you're going to go through heartbreak you're going to lose people, love people, mess up, go through hell and back, but you're still going to be here. I was always worried that there was just going to be that one thing that took me out. You know, I was just always afraid that the next thing I couldn't overcome, the next obstacle that I knew was coming that I couldn't ever conquer was just going to be the end of me. That it was going to be the tell-all to everyone that I was weak. And that hasn't ever happened. I've conquered everything that's come my way. And I think a lot of, I think everyone has. I just don't think we're honest with ourselves and can give ourselves the compliment that we faced that pain and fear with courage. There's so many things that get in your way as a kid and as a teen, so many issues we all go through. I wish we could have been nicer to ourselves. I wish we could have all been our best friends instead of our worst enemies. Because I know that one of the, the people that make high school really hard 
are the people that are at war with themselves and the people that take that out on other people. It's just a mess. It's hard. And if you went through high school super happy, then that's awesome. I, I wish everyone had that experience, but I was just a really sad person. I was a wounded little kid. I think people walk around this earth as adults and as elderly people and as wounded children. You know, that's a child wound is a thing that plays a part in your life, whether it's abandonment or there's so many, but I resonate a little bit with the abandonment one too. And that shows up everywhere. And I just wish that someone had sat her down and just said, like, you can do this. You can do anything. You can do this. You can do this. You have done bigger shit before. You're going to do bigger shit in your life. You can do this. You don't have to be afraid. You don't ever have to doubt yourself. And I wish I'd been taught to love myself. I wish I had been taught to love myself. I wish that I'd taught that, that was an option. If that had been an option, I feel like our entire society would be nicer. We've all felt love towards another person, any person. If you feel that towards yourself every single day, if it was a practice in society to love yourself like you love other people, truly feel that every day and wake up, I think we would all be such a happier society. I think we would all be nicer. I think we would all be kinder. And I wish I'd given her the grace to do what she wanted because I constantly put myself in positions to please other people. And I always ended up sad. There were a few years where I didn't want to play sports anymore. I played sports my entire life. Competitive athlete from kindergarten until senior year of high school and a little bit of freshman year of college. I wish I'd let her explore her creative side more because now that's what I'm doing and I've never felt more like myself. I wish I hadn't restricted myself to that one identity, an identity that I didn't even identify with, one that didn't feel like me at all. It felt like what I had to do. I wish I'd let her join other clubs or express herself in different ways and not be afraid of what everyone thought. Who gives a shit what other people think? It truly, like, it truly doesn't matter because the people that are you're afraid of aren't your people. So why give them the time of day? I really do love that saying. I know it's everywhere, but other, what other people say about you is none of your business. I've become really, really skilled at tuning out what other people say about me. And I hardly even notice it anymore. If someone, sometimes I'll wince a little bit. They're just like, oh, they think you're a bitch. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not. If you knew me, you would know that's not true. And that first judgment sometimes does sting, but I know myself enough to know that it's not true. And I think I wish, I wish I could tell myself, why don't you spend that time that you're worried about people judging you, figuring out who you are? Because if you knew yourself enough to be confident in that, in that person and those values, you wouldn't care about what other people say because you know it's not true. I wish my entire childhood had been a redirection of energy from what other people thought to what I thought, to what I felt, to what I wanted. I was so concerned with what people thought of me, what they thought I looked like, what I sounded like, who I hung out with, what I did, how I did it, when I did it, if I did it. And I never once asked myself if I was happy, if I liked myself, if I wanted to change things up, if I wanted to actually be with a part of a friend group that I loved or try a different sport or any of those things. I I would tell myself all of this. I just I wish that we were taught to make ourselves happy. And that's really sad. 
that it's not something that we're taught. It's something that I'm, I struggle with every day. And some days when I have it mastered, I feel like, and then I wake up the next day, there's a new obstacle ahead of me. I'm just like, I wish I had the tools to conquer this without having to really, really, really dig and exhaust myself sometimes. And that's hard too. It's okay to be wrong. This is something that really pisses me off. This is a pet peeve of mine. I do not appreciate. This is a big pet peeve of mine. I just hate when people judge you for not knowing something. Yes, politics and those kind of things are troubled waters, but I'm talking about like if you don't know a fact or an answer, I absolutely dislike the people that are like, you didn't know that? Yeah, I'm allowed to not know stuff. That's the whole point of the human experience is to learn. So I think as a kid, I was really afraid of that. And now I don't like it. My automatic response to someone who says something like that is I'm allowed to not know stuff. But not knowing stuff is okay. So what if you don't know the capital of some state or some fact everyone knows? Now you do. Like you're not hurting anyone by not knowing these things. Again, there are some topics that you should be very educated on, different time for that discussion. But I just don't, I don't appreciate the people that make you feel stupid. I don't, I don't like that. I always am just like, oh, it's this. Sometimes if you're my friend and it's something you should know that we've talked about, then I'll give you shit for it. That's natural. But I'm talking about people that like you're in class and that guy turns around and he's just like, you didn't, you didn't know that. I had a kid like that in high school who used to do that to me. And it really pissed me off because I would be like one second late to the question or I would just be like, um, I actually don't know. And then I would remember and he's like, we just talked about that. Like, you're not my friend. I don't care. Leave me alone. It's just rude. But I wish I'd don't give so much energy to the naysayers. That's the thing. It's just like, why are you wasting so much time concerned with people who don't care about you, who don't like you, who don't get you? It's just like there are just going to be people that are not meant for you. And I wish we could accept that. I wish we could accept that and move on and not need to be liked. And I wish the people that we don't like or are not meant to be friends with weren't mean. I wish there wasn't, I wish there was a way to just accept this and not have it be such a big deal. Because as someone who's fragile, who needs that approval, who is a people pleaser, it's really hard to accept the fact that some people are just not going to like you. And I wish I could tell myself that that's okay because there are going to be people that do. It's the same thing with dating. You feel like you're never going to find someone who gets you, who sees you, who loves you until you do. It's because you stopped spending time over the wrong people. Instead of forcing the people that are not meant for you to like you, you just relax and realize that there are so many people out there who are going to think you're the best thing to ever walk this earth. And you'll meet them and you'll be so thankful that you didn't settle for the people that don't. This is definitely controversial. Weight does not matter. I... Being an athlete, it was always very important what my weight was for rosters, for tryouts, for all of those things. And I just, I really stressed out about having that number public. And I just one day just stopped weighing myself. And I just don't think it matters. Unless it becomes a concern, then I will. But I just think that knowing that number is dangerous. And I think it's unnecessary. Um, I'm sorry if this, you know, this topic is very sensitive. So if you don't, you know, just skip ahead, of course. But I just think it's, it's something you shouldn't be concerned with. I think I just wanted, I'm talking to my younger self here. I want you to know that it is so much more important to be happy with how you feel than how you look. That is, that will dictate how you look. Because if you feel good inside, you will look good to yourself. If you feel 
confident, not confidence comes from within. It can't be determined by, by outside factors because then it's conditional. If you channel true confidence, you it's a muscle. You learn it, you practice it, you embody it. You will never care about that number because that matters to you more than that number. Who cares if the number is exactly what you want and you feel like shit because that number will mean nothing to you because you feel like shit and it will still will never be enough. The numbers will never be satisfying because they change. They change so damn often and we're human beings and it's so not fair that this number dictates how we feel about ourselves. And I wish I could tell that 10-year-old, 11-year-old, 12-year-old athlete that you don't need to weigh yourself. I want you to feel good. I want you to feel good. I want you to practice that self-love and just not talk to yourself like, I need to lose 10 pounds. I, I hated working out. I hated all of these things because I, I knew that it was going to dictate how I felt when I woke up in the morning. And I was stressed shitless that I was going to wake up and have that anxiety that I wasn't perfect, that I wasn't good enough. Until I, it was honestly, I'd say about junior or senior year of high school, I, I haven't weighed myself in like 10 years or that's an exaggeration, maybe like six years. It's been a really long time, but I really started focusing on how I feel when I lift and it's changed how I lift. It's insane. It's actually working for me now. Once you take the pressure off of how you look and focus on how you feel, how you look will follow because you become essentially addicted to how good you feel and that is why I go to the gym it's not be it's not for how I look it's not for keeping my pant size at a specific size my pant size changes all the damn time and it's really annoying but I'm not gonna force myself to stay down and wait or stay up and wait so I like I don't care I'll keep the sixes and the eights I don't care but once I realize that how you feel is so much more important than how you look because how you feel is something that you can maintain how you you're gonna change how you look it's gonna change throughout your whole life you're gonna age sorry you're gonna age so why not make how you feel about yourself come from within i wish i could tell her that that how you look has nothing to do with who you are as a person it's the vessel you're in everyone is uniquely individual and there's no changing that but you can you can change how you feel inside and the number shouldn't dictate that i think it's important to know that pain is okay Physical pain is different, kind of, but I think emotional pain is not something to be so afraid of. And I'm really practicing that in my daily life now. Pain is a part of life, so don't make it any less or any more than it is. Just see that it's a part of life. You can't avoid it, so conquer it headstrong. Conquer it because you're a badass, because you've conquered other shit before. I look at a situation approaching, I'm like, yeah, I see you. You're big. That's big and that's going to be messy, but, but I got this. Just really envision like little kid you right now. They're probably like, I sometimes think about myself and I'm like, oh, she's so sad. She's so hurt. She's so this, this, and this. I just wish I could give her a hug and let her know that I got this now, that we're doing great, that we've been through so much shit. You're doing fine. And that's all that you can ask for. So if you guys want another part of this episode, please let me know. Give at the sunrise room underscore a little DM on Instagram. Rate the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening into this week's episode. I will see you Sunday at 11. Have a great rest of your day.